Sin Media acknowledges and pays respect to the people of the Woiwurrung and Bunwurrung language groups of the Eastern Kulin Nations, on whose unceded lands the Sin Studio stands. Sin extends this respect to the traditional custodians and people of the lands and waters our content reaches. It always was, and always will be, Aboriginal land. to It's Not A Phase Mum here on Sin. My name's Tammy, and this is a show where each week I will dive into a different genre of music or a sub-community of the alternative. Here we're going to be focusing on all things emo, goth, punk, hardcore. Uh, we're going to be talking about the community controversies and the cultural shifts that these things have influenced. And today we are continuing on with my ramble on my chemical romance. This is the third part of probably four. Now I've kept marketing this as a three-parter. I have too much information. This is probably going to be a four-parter. We'll see how I go today. We'll see how much information I truly can tackle. But (laughs) the whole reason we're doing this is we're getting to the conspiracy theory that I have that this band will be releasing brand new music very soon, 22nd of May. I'm calling it. Today is the 12th of May, I should say as well, um, which means that it will be the 12th of May in America tomorrow. A lot of fans are convinced that there will be a brand new something. There will be something happening tomorrow. We'll have to stay tuned and find out. But until then, I'm still subscribed to the 22nd of May theory, so stick around to find out why I think that way. Now, if you're listening live, I will be on the Sin Waves every single Friday night from 9 until 10 p.m. You can tune in via 90.7 FM, Sin on DAB+, or you can stream via Sin's website, sin.org.au. That is Sin spelt S-Y-N. And make sure you follow my socials so you can stay up to date with all of the happenings of this show. You can find me at It's Not A Face Sin. Again, that's Sin spelt S-Y-N on Instagram and Twitter. If you go through to the link in my bio, you'll also be able to find all of the playlists of every single show I put out, as well as my podcasted episodes. So you can keep up to date about the My Chemical Romance goodness that is me rambling Uh, for too many episodes straight now. Pretty much. (laughs) Now, this episode, we're going to be diving more in deep into the reunion and the consequent tour that came from it. Uh, But we will still be talking about quite heavy topics. So just a little bit of a content warning that we will be talking about terrorism. We will be talking about death. So if you need to flick away, that is perfectly fine. But if you're happy to stick around, we do have some great helplines that can give you a hand if you need. We have Beyond Blue on 1300 46 Kids Helpline on 1800 1800 and Lifeline on 13 11 14. Again, though, this is going to be a very fun episode. It has been so fun putting this together. This is my magnum opus. Welcome to Skylines and Conspiracy Theories. We've got the tinfoil hat on. <laughs> okay, now jumping straight back into it where we left off last episode, October 31st, 2019, My Chemical Romance would announce their reunion. Um, they announced one show um, in LA. Tickets went on sale on the 1st of November, sold out almost immediately. Now, here are some details that I forgot to mention last episode because I was zooming towards the end because, quite frankly, I was running out of time. Some key details that I forgot to mention. 
on Instagram on Frank's reunion personal happy My Chemical Romance post thing. <laughs> um, someone had made a comment where they were picking fun of the Joe Jonas comments saying, oh my God, Joe Jonas was right. Because as we know from last episode, Super My Chemical Romance fan Joe Jonas did leak to the world that <laughs> allegedly, apparently they had seen My Chemical Romance in a rehearsal studio. Frank clarified that that was just pure weird luck. We don't know if Joe Jonas actually did know anything, but Joe Jonas said that they were sighted in New York and the band was never in New York. So there's that detail that I forgot. Another detail that I forgot to put in there was that Gerard once upon a time allegedly, this is according to fans, I have not been able to find the interview or the post where Gerard has said this, but apparently once upon a time, Gerard has stated that they were interested in following the Smashing Pumpkins' footsteps of being together for 12 years, breaking up and reuniting after seven years, which they did. Insane. Insane. Both Gerard and Mikey grew up on the Smashing Pumpkins and were Smashing Pumpkins fans. I don't know why Gerard would have said this and would have wanted things to be this way, but there's a little piece of trivia for you. Now, back to our timeline, though. November 2019, November 1st, tickets for the LA reunion show went on sale and sold out pretty much almost immediately. Some reports are saying between one to three minutes. And on November 2nd, My Chemical Romance made a statement on Twitter where they pretty much just thanked everyone for the very positive response to them reforming doing a reunion tour, I guess. We didn't really know what was happening at this point as well, mind you. Was the band a band again? Were the band just kind of getting together to do a couple of shows? We'll delve into that today. Who knows? <laughs> November 5th rolls along, though, and My Chemical Romance announced shows in New Zealand, Australia and Japan. Personal anecdote, side tangent, um, the 5th of November 2019 was my 21st birthday and I remember this day so well because I remember this announcement so well because this kind of generated a little bit of buzz because it's it's not unheard of but it's kind of rare for a band to come to Australia in general, let alone as part of like a bit of a reunion tour thing and nothing else had been announced for the rest of the world. And so there was kind of a bit of buzz happening. Is this going to be a world tour? Will there be more dates announced? Let's find out. <laughs> 8th of November, My Chemical Romance announced Thursday as the special guest at their LA show. November 17th, we got the first picture of the band together after being reunited as a band. Uh, this is different to the 2016 photo at the Frank gig because this was an actual photo shoot photo, but also kind of not a photo shoot photo. Like they're not dressed up or anything, but it's a nice photo that is planned of them together, not just them in front of a stage pretty much. And this was so exciting. It was such an exciting time. Things were picking up. And things kind of stayed quiet for a little bit until December of 2019, where on the 20th of December, My Chemical Romance performed their first show in six years at the Shrine in Los Angeles, California. As well, we do have to mention the significance of the Shrine because we were seeing a lot at this time about signs and sigils and a lot of pagan Wiccan type things. Gerard was wearing a kind of camo green khaki army jacket that had some sort of a sigil posted on the sleeve. It was around this time as well that the Instagram for the band was posting these odd 
like I, I images, I guess, these odd images. Let me explain. We kept seeing a lot of imagery for a hand. It kind of looked like a skeleton kind of hand, I guess, but a hand with five fingers. MCR5 confirmed. We didn't really know. Um, there was a lot to do with a candle being burned. There was a lot that was referencing tarot cards. Gerard as well on um, their personal was posting a lot of pagan-type Wiccan things. Um, Gerard also, by the way, apparently did some sort of an interview before the band reunited where they talked about spirituality and witchcraft and things like that and kind of said that they were practising it. I haven't listened to the interview. I can't really confirm. That's just something that I read somewhere. It was interesting. It was very, very interesting to say the least, but we'll touch on it again in a second. In our timeline, we're up to January 2020 when, on the 19th of January, an offering was posted to YouTube. This offering was... (laughs) It was the title of a YouTube video, a two-minute-long YouTube video posted by the My Chemical Romance official account, and it features a cloaked skeleton figure walking through a forest. It's set to this beautiful ambient guitar music that turns more orchestral towards the end. There's also chanting towards the end. Pretty much what happens is the skeleton figure is walking through the woods and more of them show up, but it's hard to tell exactly how many there are because they all look the same. Um, But they head to this tree and there are some gifts towards the bottom of the tree and there's also like a pentagram and it's good. It's, It's a good video. It's very witchy. It's very occulty. Pretty much this video was used to announce the Milton Keynes shows in the UK. More shows are being announced. Are they a band again? Are they not a band again? Are there more shows on the horizon? We didn't really know. This band was generating an awful lot of buzz, though. We would get a little bit more clarity when, in 10 days later, on the 29th of January, My Chemical Romance posted on their YouTube again, and this was a cute little, very quick it looked like a trailer almost saying pretty much to tune into their YouTube tomorrow where there would be some sort of announcement. This video as well, by the way, was titled MCRXX, which XX in Roman numerals is 2020. This is kind of a little bit of a play on in 2016 when they generated a lot of buzz with the announcement of their um, the reissue of the Black Parade. That video was called MCRX, and so this is a little bit of a play on that. The fans were mad, but it was kind of funny. The very next day, though, we got a YouTube video titled A Summoning, which is a 13-minute long video that is just riddled with My Chemical Romance references. It goes from the Bullets era all the way through to the Danger Days era. There are small Easter eggs pretty much everywhere, but the story is, again, very witchy, very occulty. It follows someone who is doing a um, ritual. There's like a pentagram involved and pretty much they are running through all these different eras of My Chemical Romance and being chased by these guys named Drax, which are the bad guys in the Danger Days series. My favourite comment on the video is, MCR doing a tribute to MCR? What a time to be alive! And it was. It was such a good time to be alive and such a good time to be a My Chemical Romance fan. I really hope that nothing happens on a global scale that would ruin everything for everyone. Now, we do have more to delve into with the whole witchcrafty, paganism, spiritual, occult type vibe that was happening during this My Chemical Romance reunion period. So, 
The fans are still speculating. The band is back together. The fans, though, still speculating. And pretty much fans figured out that a lot of the announcements and a lot of the major dates of this reunion process were falling on important dates in the wheel of the year. Now, the wheel of the year for the non-pagans out there, very quickly and easily summarised, is a wheel that's kind of split into eight different sections that detail pagan and Wiccan ritualistic celebrations. So pretty much that is on um, the start of every season and the equinox of every season. Very easily summarised. There is more to it, but what you need to know is that Sam's Witches Halloween, that is when the reunion was announced. The reunion concert fell on Yule, which is more commonly associated with like Christmas. In bulk, we got the a summoning video, which was announcing the world tour dates. It kind of wasn't on the right day, but it was also kind of on the right day if you're into that sort of stuff. Like it was a day off, but also if you're into that sort of thing, you kind of celebrate it a day early by giving a gift and the gift that we got was the tour dates. So like it still kind of falls into the wheel of the year. Uh, We got the first concerts in Australia um, falling on Ostara. That's when that was going to be. Beltane, there was nothing scheduled Everyone was convinced that on Beltane there was going to be something happen, like an album drop, maybe a single, who really knows. And then towards Litha, that was going to be the Milton Keynes shows in the UK. And then that left Lamas and Mabon where anything could have happened. Anything could have happened. People kind of figured out this system. It was very exciting at the time, but... Of course, it wouldn't go to fruition because the world tour would get rescheduled for two years because of a global pandemic named COVID-19. Now, this really threw a spanner in the works for us fans because there was clearly something big. They were building up to something big. They had a plan and the plan was very clearly ruined. And I don't know what was going to happen and what they were going to do regarding this wheel of the year, but this whole wheel of the year business got thrown out the window pretty much. And we did not hear anything band related for two years. This was broken though. Before the tour started on the 12th of May, today, if you have noticed, uh, when the Foundations of Decay was released. Now, this is a six-minute track that they just kind of dropped out of the blue. They just kind of put this up on their YouTube, put it up on streaming platforms and never really mentioned anything. They never announced it. They just kind of dropped it and were very, very quiet. And there is a lot to unpack about this song, though. Sonically, it sounds exactly like a continuation of My Chemical Romance. It perfectly ties in a newer sound into their older sound. And that's saying a lot because My Chemical Romance has a million different sounds. They've done four completely different albums from one another. And yet they've somehow tied it all together and made it more modern with this six-minute track. Now, if we're going to dissect the lyrics, there is a lot to unpack here. This was incredible, incredible fan service. It's not. It's just literally that they dropped a song and everyone was really excited. But everyone was so excited to dissect the lyrics here. And there's a lot of interesting things to find. Um, The story is up for interpretation, but a lot of the themes here is that we're talking a lot to do with war. We're talking a lot to do with femininity. I'm going to read you some lyrics now. He was there the day the towers fell and so he wandered down the road and we would all build towers of our own only to watch the roots corrode. 
Hmm, with everything that we know about the formation of this band, that sounds pretty on the nose. That sounds pretty much like Gerard is referencing um, that time that they watched the towers fall during the 9-11 terrorist attacks and then immediately formed a band and then watched the roots of that band corrode and now they're a band again. Hmm, very meta. Lots happening here. Another lyric I'm going to point you towards is, and if by his own hand his spirit flies, take his body as a relic to be canonised, and now so he gets to die a saint and she will always be a harlot. Lots of ties to femininity here. Also, I should say the word isn't actually harlot. It's a word that I'm not allowed to say on the sin waves, but that is fine. Again, another lyric I'm going to point you towards, and as the vermin crawls, we lay in the foundation of decay. Simple lyric, that one. But there's a lot to unpack here. I'm going to let you do your own homework on this song, though, to be honest. But we'll keep tying back to this song because this song has a lot to do with the upcoming tour that would drop four days later. This came out on the 12th of May and tour starts on the 16th of May, starting in St. Austell in England. Now, to relate this all to my theory as to why we are getting brand new music soon, we need to delve into this tour and we need to delve into the outfits that Gerard wore and whatever was written on the drumhead that night. I think that there are a lot of signs and a lot of just references that are pointing us in a certain direction. I think that there's a lot of foreshadowing for what the next album is going to detail and I also think that they gave us enough clues to figure out exactly when this album's going to drop and we'll get into that. We'll get into it. We're probably going to get into it more next episode. I cannot lie to you, but we're going to get into it. St. Austell, May 16th, tour kicks off in England. The drumhead says gag and Gerard is wearing a green shirt with a black shirt on top and black jeans. This is just more of a casual Gerard outfit. However, it is important to note that there's a lot to do with earth tones and kind of a rotting decay type vibe here. This would be so insulting and rude to say to anyone else, but I promise you that this is going somewhere. We've just had this song released called The Foundations of Decay, which by the way, on the note of The Foundations of Decay, I completely forgot to mention this before. When it was uploaded to YouTube, it was uploaded with a video of just a swarm, a nest, I guess, of flies. Um, and that is the album art of the song. And as well, at this point in the tour, um, we were getting brand new tour merch and all of the tour merch had earth tones and something to do with the word swarm. The fans were speculating. What is going on here? May 17th, St. Austell. Gerard is wearing the exact same outfit as the night before, but now has rats spray painted over the shirt. The drumhead says gag. May 19th, Milton Keynes. The drumhead says one because this is the first night in Milton Keynes and we get the first iconic look of the tour where we get what has been donned Meta Man. Gerard walks out in an all-white suit with this weird, like, kind of like a morph suit mask over their face, but it has holes cut out so you can see Gerard's face and there is blood covered over them and the meta logo is at the very the middle of the forehead of the hat and it's insane it's deranged highly recommend that you look up a photo of it there's a lot to unpack here 
It's a bit of a critique on capitalism. Killjoys, anyone? Remember that whole Danger Day storyline? Apparently at this gig, Gerard went into a rant about hating capitalism and how media companies are evil. We got the quote, We deserve to live in a real world with real people and real faces. We don't want your metaverse. Very on the nose and very much still the same My Chemical Romance that we've always had. Just very politically charged, very outspoken and also... It's so funny to dissect this outfit because it's such a funny outfit. But I need to talk about this. Um, Remember when we were talking about in the Bullets era where vampires were referred to as like not only the undead but also metaphorically people who kind of seek to corrupt others? This is very Bullets era. And while we're on this point as well, I should mention, because I did forget to mention it, that with the Foundations of Decay being a six-minute song release... The band themselves, in particular Frank in interviews, has made comparisons to this being like the first single that they ever released, which is Vampires Will Never Hurt You. It sounds kind of fishy, doesn't it? Is there more happening here? Is this just a reunion tour or is this the rebirth of My Chemical Romance? It's probably a little bit too early to call that, but I wonder if I'm foreshadowing anything by saying that. Hmm. It's also important to note at this show, though, that this is the first show where Gerard mentions that over the pandemic, um, their family took in a stray cat and it brings them dead rats. This will come back again throughout this whole tour. May 21st, Milton Keynes, the drumhead, says two because it's the second night in Milton Keynes. Gerard is wearing the Lindsay shirt, which is an old fan favourite. It's got an ugly unicorn on it and it has um, their wife's name on it, which is Lindsay. Um, They're also wearing a green khaki bomber jacket, black jeans and a black cap. And this is a little homage to Lindsay because it was Lindsay's birthday that day. A quote from this gig, embrace the world, embrace the plague, embrace the uncertain. We're kind of building up a bit of a theme for this tour. May 22nd, Milton Keynes. The drumhead says three because it's the third night in Milton Keynes. An iconic outfit this night. Tonight we got Frank dressed up as well as Gerard where Frank wore a yellow shirt that had piss written on it and Gerard wore a grey shirt that had vinegar written on it. Gross. Absolutely gross. They spray painted these shirts. Well, it looks like they spray painted these shirts themselves. And I didn't actually know the expression before I started researching this, but to say that people are full of piss and vinegar is to say that they are brimming with energy. Although many speakers assume the phrase may have negative connotations, the expression is more often used as a compliment, vinegar being an old slang term for enthusiastic energy. That there is a quote from the Washington State University. Either way, we're building up on themes. Gross. Why did they do that? They also, before this show, played a National Geographic video before the gig that was called Rat Attack, and it just featured rats. We have a theme happening. With this theme happening, though, there were a lot of fans that were kind of starting to speculate that maybe this was a little bit more than just a reunion tour because why was there so much world building? There was so much effort being put into making this the most grimy, feral, decay-esque tour that they possibly could. But where I'm going to leave this in the story at this time for now is May 24th, Dublin, the first night in Dublin. The drumhead says no. Gerard's wearing a black shirt and grey jeans. They've got this grey scarf thing and sometimes a khaki bomber jacket. Apparently Let's Go was written on their hand, but kind of unverified. But a fan account that I have read online um, is just very sweet and says the following. 
Gerard talked about how they felt so restricted in the band at a point that it became joyless. And they said that this concert was the first time that they felt like they could go fully into it without fear of losing their voice or being too much. They proceeded to shout their voice raw for the whole concert, saying that it was the first time in a long time that they can have fun, and it was incredible to witness. And I think that's the really cool thing about this tour, though, is that it was clearly so much fun for the band. If you see any video footage online of any part of any single show, you can tell that they were just having a ball, and it's a very beautiful thing to witness because... You know, even pre-breakup, they didn't even look like they were having that much fun on stage. And it comes through in all of their performances. And also, if we psychoanalyze all of the outfits more, I think. That is unfortunately all that I have time for today, though. Have we only just scratched the surface of this tour? Yes. Is there so much more to be said about every single outfit and gig at this tour? Absolutely. I unfortunately am on a time limit. I have had a lot of fun recording today's episode. Have I rambled on about nothing for the whole thing? Yes, but I've had fun, so it's fine. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in. You can catch me every single Friday night from 9 until 10 p.m. on SYN. That is 90.7 FM, SYN on DAB+, or you can stream via SYN's website, sin.org.au that is sin spelt s-y-n as well make sure you keep up to date with my socials at it's not a phase sin again sin spelt s-y-n on instagram and on twitter there's a link in my bio where you're able to find every single playlist from all the shows that i put out as well as the previous podcasted episodes so make sure that you go and listen to every single else thing that i have done on my chemical romance for some context as well make sure you keep up to date next week when I talk even more about My Chemical Romance and maybe next week I will finally finish the series. Who knows? (laughs) You've been listening to It's Not A Phase Mum here on Sin. My name is Tammy. Bye. If what you just heard's raised any issues for you, here are some people you can call right now to talk to. Lifeline 13 11 14. The Kids Helpline on 1800 55 1800 or Beyond Blue at 1300 22 46 36.